Hello, this is Jesse Jackson. This is a special kind of bonus episode. This summer, the Indie PopCon was having a podcast contest. You submitted your podcast. It needed to be under 15 minutes, and you had to be in a certain format. And then you competed to win an Indie Popcorn Podcast Award. I'm very proud to announce that Charles Skaggs and I won for Next Stop Everywhere, the Doctor Who podcast. However, Seth Lusting Bruce, while was in the running, did not win. But I had this perfectly good submission, so I thought I'd share with it here so you guys can hear uh, kind of a best of set lusting Bruce and share what I submitted. Thanks. Hey girl, I'm calling all stations, rolling down the wide I'm singing through these power lines, running on time and feeling Set Lessing Bruce is a podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am Jesse Jackson, the host, producer, and editor of this Southgate Media podcast. From my home in Dallas, Texas, thanks to the miracle of Skype, I talk to music fans from around the world about their love of Bruce Springsteen and other musicians at times. We discuss how they found their passion for their favorite musician. We talk about how that person's music spoke to them. My guests share their favorite songs, memorable live show moments. We rank songs and albums, and we discuss how the magic and the power of rock and roll has made a difference in their life. Over the next 15 minutes or so, you will hear excerpts of episodes where my guest talked about their Springsteen journey. 
I hope you enjoy it. Bella is joining me tonight. We're doing one of our album ranking episodes where we take a Springsteen album and a guest and I sit down and we go through every song on the album. We rank it from least favorite to most favorite, not necessarily worst to first. To no one shocker, Bella is talking the Seeger <laughs> Sessions American Land Edition. Correct. Yes, as I uh, correct as I was putting together the list, I was like, you know, it's almost counterintuitive to have me on because every song I'm like, well, the Pete Seeger version is better. So I don't know how I can possibly rank them because Pete Seeger, you know, some of these songs are just Bruce doesn't really, he doesn't do as well as Pete would do. So <laughs> I apologize. My my views are a little colored by how much I love Pete Seeger. Okay, number two. Um, my number two is bring them home. I've already said a lot about it, but I just, I want to highlight one more thing in the Pete Seeger version, if you don't mind. No, um, of course not. Pete Seeger has a line that's, I may be right. I may be wrong, but I've got a right to sing this song. Um, and then of course, cause he's Pete Seeger, he stops and he goes, that's the beautiful thing about America. You've got a right to be wrong, which is really powerful coming from someone who faced jail time because Congress didn't like the things he was singing about. So I just, I really love this song. And I like the Bruce version as well, even though the secret version is better. And today we are doing a first for the podcast. I am having a friend, a fellow Bruce fan join me from Russia. Uh, so Kate, please introduce yourself. Uh, hi, I'm Kate. I'm yet exactly the Bruce fan from Russia. I know that I'm not the only one. <laughs> uh, so, you know, kind of um, I work as a translator. I've been uh, having fun with Bruce since 2009, been to 11 shows since then. And I just a lover of music and life since a very young age. So, yeah. What kind of made you, I mean, as you started listening to the lyrics, was there a point where you went from being a casual fan to a bigger fan? Yes, there was. Actually, before I say that, a little remark on the voice. I think that for rock and roll artists, it's really the most important to have a distinctive voice. You mm -hmm. know, the voice you can recognize when you hear the million voices. You can certainly know that this is Rod Stewart, this is David Bowie. This is Bruce Springsteen. I think it's it's more important than to have a like voice, the, the, yes. the great singing voice per se. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, going back to me <laughs> growing up, growing to be um, a bigger fan. And after this, you know, Devils and Dust thing, I thought I'd just go to the music store. You know, we don't have much of many of them anymore but there were at the time like 10 years ago we still have music so with vinyl and cds and i remember just going through the old shelves and i chose uh born in the usa just because of this front cover i think it, it was so so i don't know it's so unconventional to have such a picture on the front cover i think <laughs> And I remember I just I just take this CD and just listen to it, and I don't know it sounds ridiculous, but it's not my favorite album. But it's an album which has a lot of songs I love. Hi, I'm Janie Fino. I'm from Yorktown Heights, New York, a lifelong Bruce fan. But um, 
this album that we're going to talk about is, I hope, uh, you know, I go by connections to Bruce's music. This, this is one of the albums I think I connect the most with, but it's not always the way I want to. That's a good way to explain it. It, it. it is, Jeannie. And we are we are talking The Rising. This album has a very special connection to me. The Rising Tour is the first show I saw Bruce in. I remember and, you said that, yeah. And so this album um, means a lot to me. The first mm-hmm. album I truly connected with on mm-hmm. this, as, an, as a true spring nut. As to the space. Okay. So, yeah. So, I, that's, right. I'm looking forward to talking about it. What do you remember when it came well, out? Well, it's funny. Speaking of spring nuts, you yeah. know, this whole new dynamic that's been happening as, as in, my, in my life with Bruce, you know, becoming a spring nut and meeting, like, just one great person after another, making all these connections. I th- I think all the time about Bruce's music on a, it, it just on a daily basis it's something I I turn to, and with the rising you know, I just lost my dad in August. The rising to me represented the connections, like I said earlier, the, not always a connection I want to think about, and it, becoming a spring nut and meeting all these different people it's like turning on all these different channels I would say of the Bruce in me, and a lot of new stuff is like coming to light to me. For The Rising, you know, I always had my place, Bruce always had his place, like I said, the Bruce in me always has its place in me on a daily basis. I kind of like go with the music that makes me feel good some days, go with the music that's fun, go with the music that makes me think, whatever, whatever, I find, I find a way to use him in my daily life, but The Rising is that reality that, Unfortunately, I had to face, as a New Yorker after 9-11, I was terrified of the whole scene. My daughter was only 13 at the time. I felt like life was completely different. We had two close calls in my family. We were spared. I don't know how else to explain it, but just timing, miracle, whatever you want, however you want to say it. So I didn't personally lose anyone in my family, but friends of mine did. And it just life just took a different, a whole different perspective. Of course, Bruce, when we needed him, came through with the album, but I didn't connect with it until I had to. I was happy to hear him making music. We watched the telethon that night with my city of ruins as a family, but I found that the meaning of the songs and, and what he was trying to give us with this album hits me in, in pieces a little at a time. So I'm finding now that those connections are still being switched on. It's the album that I call it my hope album, but it's also the, the, the songs in it that I go, oh, that's, oh, yep, got to face reality about this, got to face reality about that, and then find a way to move forward. Bruce said, it was in one of the, I think it was in songs, he says something like, um, Death, along with everything, all the anger and, and, and the loss that comes with it. it, it provides a window of possibilities for the living. I don't, I don't know how else, how else better to describe what it means to me, how, what it, the connections it means. And I use this in my work. I'm a psychotherapist. And a lot of what I do 
is trying to help people see, first of all, the reality of what's happening to them, accepting, and then feeling, at least believing that there's a possibility that something will get better. So that's kind of what the Rising album did for me. I am your host, Jesse Jackson, and joining me today is Springsteen Blog Royalty. Peter always hates when I say that, but the reality is, Peter Chanka, Blogness on the Edge of Town, if you are not reading his blog, you don't know squat about Springsteen. Welcome, Peter. Well, thank you, Jesse. How nice to say. I always enjoy doing, doing your show, as you know. Yes, we do. We always have a lot of fun. Last time we were on, you were going to celebrate your anniversary. Thank you for including one of my Springsteen stories in your guest columns. Oh, it was terrific. We're so happy to have it. Yeah. So, uh, and you just finished uh, another massive poll of tours. We did. I, you know, at least once a year, we like to, you know, bite off more than we could chew and uh, ask a, a question that um, Springsteen fans could answer. Last year, we did, you know, we, we rated, asked people to rate the best Springsteen song ever. That was the most massive thing we ever did. This one was a little more manageable um, to name. Um, his most legendary tour, and we narrowed it down to 23 separate tours he's done over um, his his long and illustrious career. And it was really interesting. I don't know if you want me to reveal the the big winner. Well, this um, is not going to come out for three or four weeks. I am. I am. Yeah. So this will not be a spoiler, uh, Peter. I'm. I right. am trying to get ahead of in a couple episodes. So yes. <laughs> Um, and, and we did announce it last week, so it is not okay. a secret uh, at this at this stage. Dark, the Darkness Tour uh, won by one vote, came in first place, um, followed immediately behind by the River Tour, the most recent River Tour, uh, which, I, which that I thought was surprising. I wasn't surprised to see Darkness finish first. It's such a legendary tour, and I think... You know, just the lore of it, uh, the you know, the legend. I think in, in so many people's minds, you would have a lot of people voting for it, who maybe weren't necessarily there, but who've heard the bootlegs and who um, have heard the stories and feel like this is the you know, when you talk about the legend of Springsteen, right? Um, the darkness tour comes in first, but then you know, to have this most recent tour come in so close, and we got about twenty five hundred responses or so. I think it was three three ten for the darkness tour and three oh nine for. Um, the River Tour, and I think it's just, it, it's so fresh in everybody's mind, so many people saw it, the, the, and the shows, particularly at the end, they got so long and so epic, um, yeah. that it really is, you know, part of, of you know, right on right the top of people's consciousness, and when they think of a legendary Springsteen tour, so you can check that out on the blog, you see all the, you know, the order, every tour got at least a couple of votes, or at least, at least well, I think two or three, I had better days at number two. Okay. Uh, um, so we flip flopped. So again, go ahead. Um, the, this is you know, and again, this is an interesting one because at the like I said at the time, I was like, you know, I don't want to hear about your better days, you rich, you rich rock star. I want yeah. you to be thinking about the worst days. You know, I want some dark. You know, and, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, questioning and blah blah blah. And now I listen to this song. I love this song. You know, it's like this is this is what it's about. You know, realizing what you have when you have it, which is such a rare gift. Um, and uh, he just does a great job of capturing that. And like, um, you know, the other two songs I mentioned that are similar, you know, Leap of Faith and, and Living Proof. You know, it, it captures this very joyous vibe um, that you know is just just contagious. So that that moved it close to the top for me. 
podcast. How you doing, John? Hey, Jesse, doing great. Glad to be back. I understand you may have taken a trip to New York recently. I did. I am I am fresh off my trip to New York. It was 12 days ago tonight that I had the opportunity to see Springsteen on Broadway and uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I was going to say, um, any thoughts uh, that you want to share? Um, I went in with very high expectations, John, and did not leave disappointed. How about you? You know... Jesse, that's exactly where I was. I, I, I went with high expectations and uh, definitely expectations met. You know, I will say, you know, like people say, well, how many how many concerts have you seen? And I know sometimes people roll in that Broadway show. I, I really would say I've seen 25 Bruce Springsteen concerts and one Broadway show because I think it was a really unique experience. It was it was different than it was different than a concert really because of the spoken word and the extended stories that were throughout the show. And, and once again, I mean, people realize that it, it, it truly is scripted. Uh, in fact, the two ladies sitting right next to my wife and I, actually, they were long. They were friends from a long time ago. One of them now lives in Philadelphia. The other lives in Boston. They met up in New York to go to the show. And they actually went to the show back in October. We had a real good conversation while we were waiting in our seats. And then as we were all walking out, I kind of tapped one on the shoulder and said, hey, it was great talking with you before the show. And she said, you know, by the way, this performance was even better than what we saw in October. And I was kind of interested that she said that um, because, once again, it's, it's kind of the same show. But then I noticed uh, once I got back to Phoenix and just in the last week, Backstreets.com, they kind of did a review, an updated review of Springsteen on Broadway and I can't remember who it was Christopher Phillips or someone else, but they said the same thing. They said that they think that Bruce has gotten better with his pacing of the stories uh, since the early days. So it, it truly is. It truly is more more of a you know one person Broadway performance as opposed to the the, the traditional uh, uh, concerts that we see.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 